0: program. It's the Cooperative Audit Resolution and Oversight Initiative. And if you're part of the IG community or if you've ever been audited, this is a great program to learn more about how you can help resolve audit findings in a cooperative and meaningful way. And without further ado, let's talk to Rich. Good morning and welcome to the podcast. Today we're speaking with Rich Rasa from Department of Education, Office of Inspector General about the Caroy program. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Paul. All right. Well, why don't you start off, as, give us a little introduction to yourself and a little bit about KROI, and we'll start from there.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm Rich Reza. Uh I've been working for the federal government for almost 39 years, actually 39 years uh, this month. and. Before that I worked uh, in the private sector, I worked for a law firm for a couple of years as an accountant, mm-hmm. uh, worked for Beck Power Corporation as an accountant, and then I came over to the Inspector General's Office of Agriculture and went from there after two years uh, to here at Education.
0: Great, and so tell us a little bit about how the CROI program originated, I understand you were one of the kind of progenitors of this, of this idea.
1: All right, so when I took this job as the, actually I'm the Director of State and Local Advice and Assistance for the Inspector General, um, which my my territory is 50 states and territories uh, and over 220 programs in the department. Mm-hmm. When I first uh, took this job, one of the, the first things we did was try to get out uh, to the states and uh, see what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to a town meeting on the reauthorization of the Elementary and Secondary Education Act in Charlotte, North Carolina in 1992, uh, where I listened to state and local folks talk about how things were working, um, probably even more about what wasn't working. Right. And there was a gentleman there uh, by the name of Dr. Milton Matthews who mm-hmm. testified, and Milton was the Uh, Title one director, which at that point was about a six billion dollar program, and it was my biggest customer Mm -hmm. and uh, He introduced himself to me, and he wanted to know uh, who I was and why I was there (laughs) And when I said I was with the inspector general He said well that's very interesting and why don't we go to dinner and and at that dinner that night uh, Milton started uh, telling me the story about how things really weren't working as well as they could, hmm. and particularly with regard to audits and with regard to single audits, right. um, which is the audits he was dealing with in the state of Mississippi. He was also the president of the Title I Association, and so with that, he knew what was going on in a lot of different states. He was a good hmm. person for me to, to know and to work with. Uh, and, and that relationship uh, led me to thinking there must be a better way of doing business. Uh, what I was seeing was a lot of audits that had repeat findings. Right. And so it, it, it made me question, well, why is that? And basically, what we were finding is that, that it, especially if the, the audit report had a lot of money in it with regard to returning funds. Um, folks were not uh, thinking that they were gonna agree that whatever the problem was actually happened hmm. and so so we went from there I wrote a, a paper um, which we worked with the department on uh, which said hey let's try a different way of doing this and actually I just found a folder the other day it was called one time settlement hmm. and the one time settlement was Let's get everybody—you know, the 50 states that had audit reports, multiple audit reports with the same finding. Let's get them to work on figuring out what were those problems and fixing it. Um, wow. And and let's create a one-time settlement situation. That evolved into what we now know as the Cooperative Audit Resolution and Oversight Initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, interesting enough, on that. Um, The first goal that we agreed, uh, both within the department and with our state partners, uh, was to create and maintain a dialogue. Let's get Mm -hmm. everybody talking to each other again, and let's figure out what the issues are, whether the findings are real or or whether they're—may not even be what is depicted in the audit report. It could have been something else. Uh, in order to do that, who should be part of that conversation? We all agreed, program, fiscal, legal, and audit. Uh, and that's both within the Department of Education uh, at that time and uh, a similar group at the state level. Mm-hmm. And and then having a meeting where we actually sit down, roll up our sleeves, and figure out what are the issues that need to be fixed. Right. Uh, the second goal was to resolve all audits cooperatively. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that got me into the big conversation with uh, Dr. Milton Matthews and his colleagues uh, was because a lot of the states had uh, engaged law firms to represent them. right? Uh, And and there was more of an adversarial type relationship going on. Uh, What we wanted to do was put that aside, um, make it so that everyone uh, knew that our objectives were the same. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out what the problem is and fix it. The third, the third goal of the, the cooperative audit resolution was to coordinate all audits, monitoring, and technical assistance, mm-hmm. Okay, all the oversight, and, and make sure that uh, when the auditors are out there, they know what the folks that are doing the monitoring are doing. And if folks are giving technical assistance, that everybody's engaged with knowing all the information they need to know before they go and do whatever oversight work they're doing. Right. Um, and uh, actually that was, that was the actually that was the, the fourth uh, goal. The third goal was improving how we did the audits. Hmm. Uh, learning from what worked, what didn't work. Uh, we wanted to make sure that the auditors as, as, as uh, we identified uh, common issues that everyone knew what they were, um, and and that OMB, in creating a new compliance supplement every year, which is the audit program, uh, would be updated in a way to make sure that we are auditing the right things. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, so really, those are the four goals, even though I did them in a different order. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so yeah, and but going going back to those goals principles, you know, uh, as an IG, sometimes is uh, seen as kind of here the, to get you and get some findings on you, and not necessarily be what you would think of as collaborative or helping folks out. Sometimes that's the impression. So how did you guys get past that to really, in practice, build this environment where you could collaborate and provide assistance? Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, all right, um, and, and that took some time. Yeah. It, it took a lot of time. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think uh, that's going to be something that folks are going to continue to work on mm-hmm. forever. Forever, really. yeah. <laughs> uh, now, back in, in uh, the 94 time period when Secretary Riley was here, he said that America was in a show-me mood, hmm. all right, and, and, and it, it made a lot of sense. Uh, we could talk about these things, these four goals. It wouldn't matter unless we all were not only embracing the change of attitude that Cory represented, uh, but actually that we would do things and oh. our first three pilots we did I think we had some great success. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Florida had a very big time and effort problem that had resulted in an in incredible amount of um, uh, legal uh, work that was done. Uh, they engaged uh, a law firm uh, and in the department. It, people were uh, definitely on the wrong side of the coin on this. Uh, We got everybody to the table. We discussed what needed to be done. Uh, Florida actually changed its time and effort system to uh, a different way of uh, doing business for them and the department agreed. Uh, That problem had been going on for many years. Mm -hmm. Uh, With the Croy process we were actually finding the the proper solution. Uh, And the same thing happened in Mississippi and the state of Washington. There was a number of findings that were on the table for multiple years. Uh, through the Croy process we reached a cooperative audit resolution agreement and um, and uh, people were more uh... apt to work together moving on in the future so when you went
0: into those pilots for example did you, was it clear to them that you were all piloting a new way to do this a new approach or was this just something you guys had talked about internally when you would talk to them you know, uh...
1: It, it was very much uh... an agreed upon it was, okay. um, Uh, actually uh, a process Uh, we had all three states meet in Tallahassee Florida in the Mm -hmm. the summer of I think it was uh, 95 and um, and we agreed that that we would start the pilots we had each team from each state uh, bring their program fiscal legal and audit folks with Mm -hmm. them Uh, the department did the same thing I helped lead that meeting uh, down in, in Florida and and we started uh, our first pilot was was Florida right and and then we moved on to Mississippi and Washington Uh, but it was yeah everybody knew what the the story was Uh, we had a since we were inventing the process Mm -hmm. uh, there was pretty much blank paper in front of us uh, but as we learned you know we came up with uh, different steps that we'd apply in the future so
0: so it sounds like this started off mostly with the single audits, the state level audits. Yeah. Um, now, over the years, this has evolved for all types of audits, federal audits as well? Yes.
1: Okay. Yes. Uh, in, in the, uh if we can go into, uh, certainly, AGA mm-hmm. um, in 2010, I'm, I'm, uh, as a side job, I'm also a steering committee member for the uh, Intergovernmental Partnership I'm mm-hmm. one of the founding steering committee members for that. Uh, but in 2009 at our meeting, and I believe it was in New Orleans, uh, I brought a proposal to uh, create a cooperative audit resolution guide. Right. And the reason I was proposing that, and actually with Helena Sims, uh, the reason I was proposing that was because we were in the throes of the uh, Recovery Act. Right. And this idea of gotcha was already coming up mm-hmm. uh, at the different meetings across the country. And, and so I brought up to the partnership uh, this idea that, hey, we had this thing at education called Cooperative Water Resolution. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of se- success uh, with it. Uh, it even earned uh, Vice President Gore's Hammer Award, which was a mm-hmm. very prestigious award. Uh, and it worked. Um, and, and under the Recovery Act, in order to get rid of this idea of gotcha, uh, let's start bringing people together and create and maintain that dialogue mm-hmm. and make sure that whatever findings come up under the recovery act we fix them, we fix them right away and we make right. sure every dollar of that, which was was very substantial amount of money uh, would go for the purposes of uh, bringing back the country. And, right. and so the first CROI Guide came out in May 2010 uh, and laid out that process uh, for no longer just education, but really the federal government and the state and local governments.
0: Right, we have a, a more recent guy just came out
1: as well, was it right. a couple years ago? Or? and that was 2016 mm-hmm. and again another event, um, OMB uh, uh, is of course uh, tallying every year the amount of uh, improper payments, mm. there were some very large improper payment spikes, uh, Michael Wetclow and Gil Tran from OMB called me one day and said, Rich Uh, we got a real problem here we want to reduce improper payments do you think cooperative auto resolution would work and I of course said yes of course (laughs) Uh, it just makes a lot of sense it's a common sense process of figuring out what the problem is uh, what are the possible solutions and and really designing uh, steps to make sure that something doesn't happen again Mm -hmm. and and certainly an improper payment uh, fits that description Uh, so we created a more of a playbook for all federal agencies, state and local governments, to uh, to employ CROI in fixing whatever issues are identified by really audits, monitoring, and technical assistance.
0: Right. Well, let's yeah, let's get into some of the details. Um, I was reading through there, and uh, you know, the, the, some different ways to implement a CROI you know plan exists. For example, there's kind of as a simple, a complex, uh, self-initiated. You kind of give us a feel for what some of these different approaches are?
1: Yeah, and and the playbook uh, lays that out, uh, each one of those. Uh, And and just in plain English, the simple is exactly what it is. There's some findings that are going to creep crop up in an audit report that it may only take a telephone call, Mm -hmm. right? And I really like the idea of folks uh, picking up uh, the phone and calling whoever it is who's in charge of... That area for whatever audit report, and discussing what the auditors found. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if I'm the audit resolution person in the department, and I'm going to call Paul in Mississippi or Milton in Mississippi, and just discuss what this thing is saying, mm-hmm. and is there a way of fixing it? All right, so th- there may be some simple findings that could be done that way. Um, the complex is is more of what we started out with in, in Karoi okay. Um you know, where you have a persistent problem, uh, maybe multiple problems, uh, at a, you know, in a state or federal audit report uh, that, that might need, you know, a team to come together. It might take know. a while to resolve, right? And it may take a while to resolve. Yeah. Although even on the most complex mm-hmm. uh, issues, uh, one was in Pennsylvania, there were ten 10 years worth of audits that were on the table. Hmm. Harvey Eckert, who is the state controller of Pennsylvania, when I first went up there with the department's team and uh, met with them and said, hey, we have this idea of cooperative audit resolution, mm-hmm. uh, they had findings that had gone all the way to the Supreme Court. Hmm. Um, you know, Serious legal issues wow. that needed to be resolved that uh, had that been put in audit reports. Uh, he said he'd love to do this, but he wanted to do it in six months. Hmm. Uh, we had everybody, including the state folks and the federal folks, roll up their, their sleeves. And in six months, we accomplished that goal. Hmm. Uh, we created a, uh, uh, an agreement to resolve those 10 years worth of audits. Uh, we had a lot of sub-teams. This is certainly one of the most complex yeah. um, audit resolutions that we ever did, cooperative audit resolutions we ever did. Uh, and we got it done and Harvey Eckert said that was one of the the best things he had done in his career and uh, and actually we we talk about that a little bit in the first Corroy guide we Hmm. got some quotes from Harvey to talk about that Um, so uh, it does work uh, in let me see simple complex self-initiated and self-initiated okay so the self-initiated is probably um, uh, probably best described it uh, some work uh, actually an investigation that was done in Texas on Beaumont Independent School District. Hmm. Uh, actually two finance folks, very, uh, the controller and the, uh, the CFO, uh, colluded and uh, sent electronic fund transfers to themselves hmm. uh, <laughs> to the tune of about 11 million dollars. Wow. Our investigators uh, found this out. Uh, The Texas Education Agency was charged with really figuring out what happened there. They did a really good job of analyzing what the issues were. They reached out to us uh, and said, hey, we'd like to use cooperative audit resolution to Mm -hmm. work with Beaumont Independent School District. Uh, And At first, because it was a fraud, and, and we've always said, oh, you can't use cooperative audit resolution a fraud situation, that's something mm. the Department of Justice and uh, state attorneys will be handling. Uh, they reached out to us and they said, uh, we'd really like to do this. And, and I rethought with uh, my colleagues uh, what we had originally said about fraud. And here's the thing, certainly the, the criminal part of it is going to be handled by different folks. Right. The internal controls uh, part absolutely is something that, mm-hmm. in this case, Texas Education Agency in Beaumont Independent School District need to work together to shore up their system, make sure that this kind of thing could never happen again. Right. And so we, we definitely said that was okay. Makes yeah. sense. So that's a good self-initiated Croy example. So I
0: mean, it really sounds like, I mean, the key to all this is if the audit, I mean, really is result to, to fix these things that can be done with the help of, you know, the IGs and, and the, the parts of the community. I mean, they really want to get it done, for your example, six months ahead, they made this major effort happen.
1: Right, absolutely, um, and you know we have many examples of that. And uh, I guess another self-initiated type of example, and which sort of like which morphed into more of a complex. Mm-hmm. Um, my good colleague uh, Paul Fels, who works at EPA, reached out to us in OMB and said, "Hey." The tribal governments that he was working with need some real help. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'd like to use cooperative audit resolution. And so we worked with Paul. And actually, the uh, different he brought together a number of different federal agencies, mm. including ours, to, to work on that. Uh, so, so there's where a self-initiated sort of meets up with the most complex mm. cooperative audit resolution, I think, that's been done because wow. it involved not only the tribes, the tribal governments, but it involved um, multiple agencies. Right. And different, and as you know, uh, every agency has multiple parts to it that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, It. it I got to, my hat's off to uh, the tribal Kuroi team for taking that one on, so.
0: Is that now, how long did that take to resolve, and how long did these things take to Yeah, resolve? I think
1: that's still going on. Wow, um, yeah. And, but, But piece you know, by piece kind be, of thing? A... Piece by piece, mm-hmm. and that's, I, I think, um, as a good, uh, one of my good colleagues, Brent Weston, you say, inch by inch, it's a cinch, and, uh-huh. and especially in the most complex uh, of KOROI situations, that one, they just need to do it a little bit at a time, certainly one tribe at a time. Right. So,
0: so another uh, kind of in the weeds aspect here of a, of a KOROI um, resolution is this, the, the CART, what is that, the Cooperative Audit Resolution Team. Yeah. Can you kind of give us a little bit more on uh, how that works?
1: Yeah, and, and actually, that term came out of the tribal corroy work. Oh. And, and since they were dealing with multiple federal agencies and, and certainly um, you know, different groups within each federal agency and at the uh, tribal level, um, it was it, it's probably a more formal word for what uh, I spoke about earlier, the need to bring together program, fiscal, legal, and audit right, and, and for that tribal uh, Karoi, they they created this this term called a cart, which <laughs> uh, I think for them worked very well. Sure. Uh, and since they were you know they, they were getting so far down into the weeds on the issues, uh, they had a number of different probably sub carts that uh, they used. but uh, we put that in the playbook in twenty sixteen because we thought that's a good way of describing it. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I think uh, Paul Fells and his group uh, had a lot of success with that.
0: So I guess it almost almost has like a combination of uh, you know, kind of like the a team of experts, but also you need if it's some, think of it as a project to resolve some things. So you need your project team with their role, the different roles, and their different assignments. That's it. So just formalize that.
1: Th- that's it's probably a formalized way of, of saying that. You yeah. Know, that every certainly on these. All the cooperative auto-resolution issues or uh, examples that I've worked on over the years uh, split things in in certainly finding areas. Uh, Essentially, if you had, like in the Pennsylvania case, you had 10 years' worth of of, uh, auto-reports, and the first step was to put all those findings in in buckets. Mm -hmm. And then those buckets resulted in Carts or or small teams yeah. being put together to resolve each of those general areas and um, and so that yeah you're right that's that's probably the best way to explain that
0: yeah uh, so let me ask a little bit about root causes I was reading through some of the the playbooks and you know one of the things you know very important if you can identify the root cause you can really fix the problem. Um, now what happens when have you come across folks that just it it really is too difficult to identify a root cause or what can you do in that case can you treat the symptoms at least and fix the thing or
1: what's you know
0: what what's the scenario there Mm.
1: uh and uh, number one i don't think we've identified a finding that we can't resolve Mm. um the root cause and and here's the thing um one of our uh one of our heads of audit when i first came up with this idea uh His view of uh, looking at a problem was that, particularly with regard to cooperative audit resolution and the four different groups, program, fiscal, legal, and audit, it's like we're looking at uh, the issue, or in his case, he said the rock from different sides, Mm -hmm. and we're all seeing something a little different. We're looking at the same issue, we're looking at the same rock, but I'm on the north side, somebody's on the south side, somebody's on the east and west. And, and that's why this idea of bringing everybody to the table, mm-hmm. because we're seeing different versions of possibly the same problem, and it helps come up with the best solution right. to fix it. Right. And, which is you know, one of the things that, uh, over the years, um, uh, the, the audit community uh, doesn't always want to be a part of this looking at the rock, mm-hmm. uh, uh, because of the independence issue. Um, And here's what I say to that. Uh, The importance of the auditors being in the room as we figure out what the proper solution is, is very important. They bring their perspective from the work they did. Uh, They have their work papers. Uh, They definitely can give feedback from their own vantage point as to what the possible real root cause is. Mm -hmm. And without them there, uh... you're missing a big part of the discussion uh... and so every audit resolution that we've done uh... we've encouraged and i i can't think of one where the auditors didn't show up and provide that, that expertise yeah. and as a result we were able to come up with some great solutions right
0: i mean one thing i've been thinking about is some of the improper payments for example you know, you hear well there's legislative barriers to this or just the way that the money goes out it goes out before you can really Prevent something, you have to come chasing after it. Mm-hmm. So the root cause maybe you can't really be fixed without some huge solution like that, like a new law change or something. But you can still come up with some alternative way to to to, to resolve these things. Or I mean, that's I guess sometimes it's just tricky, you know.
1: No, and and actually, you bring up a really good question or good uh, idea there. Uh, a lot of times, the finding does result because of some flaws that may be in the law. Mm-hmm. All right and 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 that has been the case uh and I know that uh different reauthorizations of the elementary secondary education act um we've used the information that we've gleaned from the cooperative auto resolutions mm-hmm. to inform the hill about hey you got some some issues in this law yeah, and if we change some of this wording uh- particularly on uh something called school-wide programs there's an opportunity to to blend and braid funds uh, in the law there was issues that came up in our audit work that we worked on with uh, program fiscal and legal and we came up with better language so that that part of the law worked better at the state and local level right there you Uh, go and and that's probably that's probably one of the key successes of a cooperative audit resolution mechanism Mm-hmm. Is that you get people working together to figure that out, so that you can have the conversation with the staff on the Hill to change the law. And it's, you know, when the law is flawed, uh, it makes it harder for the state and local folks to implement it. In addition to the department,
0: right. So well, that's good. So it sounds like you know no root cause is safe for you guys. <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll find it and take take it on. Um, so, just a couple more questions for you, but uh, and you kind of give us a whole bunch of good uh, anecdotes already, but um, you know, what are some other success stories you've heard of agencies using this or auditees using this?
1: Yeah, um, you know, and, and certainly the, the ones I've, I've talked about, Pennsylvania is probably one of the best ones. The three first uh, pilots we uh, tried this out on worked. Um, in the 2000s, the, uh, the department... Took on a situation in Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, it was right after the Secretary of Education down there uh, had uh, actually been found to have committed fraud. Uh, But Puerto Rico was, uh, again, came to the department and said, hey, we would like to use cooperative auto resolution Mm -hmm. to figure all this out. And to the department's credit, they took on a, a very big. Uh, issue area. Uh, the, at that point, Puerto Rico's single audits were about, I don't know, 500 pages long. <laughs> uh, there was incredible uh, issues being brought up year after year after year, and some of those issues uh, include the, the very internal control weaknesses that resulted in, in that case, a very uh, influential official taking mm-hmm. advantage of the system. Right. Uh, the department, in, in that case, worked with Puerto Rico, uh, they, they were put on high risk at the very beginning because of, uh, you know, uh, not because of the cooperative water resolution, but as a precursor to uh, the cooperative water resolution. And um, after the cooperative water resolution was agreed to, uh, about a year or two later, they were taken off high risk, hmm. uh, which was, was really good. Yeah. Now, uh, here's the thing. Um, no matter where we've done this and no matter how successful we are, uh, the tone at the top leadership is so important to making sure that whatever is agreed to continues to stay in place. Right. And so that it's not like this is the panacea for preventing all problems in the future. I think people have to be aware that it's, you know, this idea of continuous improvement. We've got to keep coming back to some of these things and seeing if they're working. And if they're not, then we then we um, continue to fix whatever the problems that, uh, res- you know, come up.
0: Right. Yeah, and I know I think, I mean, I, I was in the IG for a little while working with you guys, education. Um, and I remember, I think around that time or even after, I would really start seeing folks inviting the IG to the table a lot more than I used to, to mm-hmm. see that. I think this is probably one of the reasons. Yeah. Um, and even things like enterprise risk management efforts that are happening now, you see the IG being invited to the table on that, really participating as a, Dare I say consultant? I don't know, but uh, I mean. So, what are your thoughts on how things like ERM and you know initiatives like that are kind of being incorporated here? Right,
1: and and when we put um, uh, put out the playbook in 2016, mm-hmm. and we were working with OMB on this idea of hey, if, if we're all working together to reduce and prevent improper payments. Uh, this idea of ERM is mm-hmm. definitely in the playbook. Yeah, uh, it was at that time that uh, OMB was coming out with new A one twenty three on internal controls. Mm-hmm. Uh, CROI is absolutely an enterprise wide mechanism. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that you know, he, you know, we were just talking a few minutes ago. Uh, some of these issues that uh, result in improper payments uh, start with the way the law was crafted. Right. Uh if the department is aware of that uh, and they're working with states uh, mm-hmm. in how those programs are implemented, how, how issues that come up in the audits are fixed, certainly the enterprise has gone way beyond uh, really what even ERM, I think, is is mm-hmm. talking about. But I think it's appropriate. Uh, yeah. You know, the money uh, starts on the Hill and it goes, in our case, all the way down to uh, schools. Right. Uh, and in between, you got states and school districts. Uh, if we start this idea that uh, we make sure that as issues are found in an audits, monitoring or technical assistance, uh, we get that information to the right folks and we collaborate uh, with, you know, how to fix whatever the issue is, I think we have a better chance of making sure that every dollar, in this case education or transportation or HUD, all those dollars are going to the right purpose, and I, I, I do think it's, and I, you know, this this concept of KOROI fits for making sure that it happens.
0: Right. Well, just last question, um, just thinking, you know, put on your uh, Nostradamus hat, What you know, what do you see as the future of Coroi? Where else could we use it? I mean, I know DOD has been audited, other agencies, you know, they're going to definitely need some uh, resolution of, act, of issues. You know, what are some other areas you might see this evolving into?
1: Yeah, and you know, and this goes back to uh something I said a couple minutes ago that we all have to stay on top of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is, you know, I look across the the folks that have worked on on, on the cooperative auto resolutions I've worked on, a lot of them have uh retired, passed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hats off to AGA for putting out these two guides on on mm-hmm. Karoi, uh, you know. You know, we need to pass on the importance, and and really, you for doing this podcast, because this is going to get the message to a lot of folks. Uh, But Nostradamus hat, (laughs) um, I don't see us going back away from something like cooperative water resolution. I think it's so important for the future. Uh, We need to make sure that, uh, you know, as we identify problems, uh, that they get fixed. And, you know, when the auditors identify an issue, uh, bring everybody together, bring everybody together uh, and figure out what that finding is telling us about how our system or our program is working. Right. And if it's not working in the case of education, it means that dollars aren't going for the best thing for kids or students. Yeah. Uh, and, and if we we keep that attitude that our mission is really to maximize how our programs work. Uh, then we're going to embrace this idea of audit reports and findings. Uh, you know, when, when we first started Coroy, I, I attended a, a, a conference, and this very smart gentleman, Peter Senge from MIT, uh, he said to uh, an audience up at the Washington Hilton, of all these government folks like myself, he said, we got to get it to the point where people can see the defects as gems, <laughs> and if we start seeing a defect as a gem, then we're going to be able to embrace this idea of how do we fix that? How do we fix that? Right. And Cororia and has always had that as sort of a foundation um, for why we do what we do with regard to cooperative auto resolution.
0: Yeah, I mean, the concept is simple. We want, to get, we want to get this fixed for the betterment of every of everybody, of the program, of you know the American people. Um, yeah, I thought you said you know, in the future you might think of bringing in some robots or AI <laughs> at some point. Might bring them in the meeting, too. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> I haven't thought of that. That's a good idea. That's One of these days.
0: Idea. Well, Rich, thank you very much for joining us today. I uh, really appreciate it. I think uh, we learned a lot about Kuroi, and thanks for everything you've done.
1: All right. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it.
0: That's our show. To learn more about Coroy, go to our agacgfm.org website. If you go under tools and resources, enter gov, you can find the Coroy guide. There's a couple guides in there and a lot of great information. And we'll put a link on the website as well so you can find that. And once again, thanks for joining us. So this is Paul Marshall signing off for Accountability Talks with A.